guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Um, you know what? <clears throat> this is going to be very interesting. I want to talk about something that had just happened with one of my students. We were taking a test. It was called Locus of Control, if I'm not mistaken. And with this test, we answer a variety of questions to figure out, are we internal or external? So I realized that I'm internal. So basically, what I view the world as is, my life is created by my choices. I have a growth mindset, and I believe that everything I'm in control of. But my student, the opposite, external. So she said, well, sometimes you're just born into a situation, and things happen as a child. And I said, I said, well, that's a good point, because I'm one of those people now. I've developed into accepting the opinions of other people and I've gotten a hell of a lot better at this over the last three months, and I'm very excited about that. But I told her, I said, you know what? I'm going to tell you a story. I believe that life was exactly like that for me, but I changed it. In 2007, when I realized the movie The Secret, I told myself that I am now in control of everything that has happened in my life. I wasn't just born on the right, uh, the wrong side of tracks, and I'm I'm not just a statistic in the African American community or in the Buck family. I'm gonna buck the trend. I don't know how, but I'm setting that to go right now. And so, what I mean by this is, well, going back to her and her story, she's always lived with her father, her grandparents. Actually, her her father had passed away. I believe it was probably like a half decade or a decade ago. And so she lives with her grandparents. However, her mother is very similar to what my father was, okay? Well, I'm just going to say the biological, okay? I don't consider him to be a father whatsoever. Uh, and so, <laughs> you know, she told me that for 10 years, her mother never tried coming into her life. But when the father died, she's like, okay, I need money from you, about $600 a month. Granted, this girl is still, at the time, she's probably 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. So I'm guessing the broken-ass mindset of her mother asking her, I owe you have to give me this money. And I'm guessing she had money based off a life insurance policy from her father. And I'm just sitting there like, huh, that is so similar to what I've been through. And, you know, like, the entire process in regards to everything that I've been through. Looking at my father, haven't spoken to him in 20 years. By all means, he was exactly who he needed to be for me to be exactly who I am today. My mother, again, love her to death. She still watches my videos, probably going to watch this video. We haven't had a conversation face-to-face -face in eight years. Brothers and sisters, I cut those ties. Best of luck. Best of luck to you in all your future endeavors. I really, really wish you do. And I really wish you the best. I really do. From the good graces of my heart. Now, let's go into the cultural aspect of this. Because granted, the things that I'm actually going through right now, Arsenio might be taking a big step in terms of the relationship category. Yeah, stay quiet. Don't say a word. But I might be taking a big step. So we went into another conversation and I said, hey, can I ask you a question? She said, yeah. I said, in Asian culture or in any culture, maybe in the world, we got to just, in human culture, when you sit at the dinner table and you have your boyfriend right here 
and your father and your mother is playing the interrogation roles, okay? So they're asking questions. And the first question is always, what does your mother do? What does your father do? And from those two answers, they're able to put you into a box and say, okay, you're going to be this person. Now, I know a lot of you are like, yep, oh my God, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm. I know, like I know, like I know. Can you imagine if I sit at a table with someone who I love and the parents ask me, so what does your mother do? I don't fucking know. What does your father do? Haven't spoken to the mother in about 20 years. And if you find him, tell him he owes me some money. That's a joke, right? Wink, wink. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have one brother, two sisters. What do they do? My sisters, I don't know. I haven't spoken to him in five years, going on 50. Brother, I've excommunicated him from my life. The last time I heard, he's doing okay. I think he had a a, a daughter, I believe. And he plays uh, the drums for the Las Vegas Golden Knights National Hockey League team. So to be honest with you, you guys are like, people would automatically assume, oh, you know what, no. You shouldn't marry him because his family, they're all fucked. Right? Am I am I lying or what? I mean, is that the truth or is that the truth? They would hurry up and put me in a box saying, oh, hell no. That's the truth. Him right there, he all kinds of fucked up. You don't want to fuck with him. Do you get what I'm saying? But if we actually put it into perspective and going back to that conversation with my student, she said, Arsenio, I'm nothing like them. I kicked everyone out. My grandparents and my father have been the driving force and the big supporters of me. My mother for 10 years, she never used to support me. This is how it is. And I'm like, so it wouldn't be fair if someone put you in a box and say, oh, well, her mother's really bad. Therefore, her children are going to be bad. Think about it, guys. If I look at my family and not to put their business and everything out there, and I hope it it doesn't really matter because I don't even speak to them. But if we look at my father, my father, very irresponsible, do believe he was possibly, you know, he spent more money on doing whatever he did behind closed doors and putting food in our stomachs back in 1998, 1999, right? He was a good guy, never abused us. He just didn't give a shit. (laughs) He forgot he had kids. Dropped us off at a doorstep. I don't know what month that was. I know it was back in 1999 and he drove off, never spoke to him again for about a year. Try to come back in my life, and I caught him in so many different lives, and I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? 2001, while I was watching Dragon Ball Z, I still remember that night. Neighborhood was going crazy. It was all kind of crazy things happening. That was the last time I saw him. Heard his voice on a bus about six years later. Didn't lift my head up. Ducked away. Didn't say a thing. I needed to buck the trend. We look at the trends here. Older sister, she has a son. His son, his father... Is get married with another woman. Just saying. Put it into perspective. My brother had a daughter. I'm sure. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Saw. Saw a photo. He had a, a daughter with another woman who already had two kids with another man. Just putting it into perspective. And look at my family. What had happened to me. He, you see the trend. My father, gone. My mother, she was the mother and father. Did a phenomenal job. Luckily, she had two amazing boyfriends between my, like my 12 years old to about 18 to 19 years old, 
who were like the amazing father figure that I always needed. Like, just driven. The third one, didn't like him what so much. Ego out of this world, looked at him from a family perspective. He had no brothers, no sisters that talked to him. Why? Funny, my brother was attached to him. Me, didn't like him. So the qualities of my father fell within my brother and he ended up liking this individual who was also lonely, just like my father. I just put, I just connect the dots. Me, if I look at my mother's first two boyfriends, they, they, they loved their children. They always spoke to their children, regardless of anything. And so I just think it's amazing when you actually piece things together, would I be happy? Would I be like, okay, you're going to hold me accountable for having that type of dysfunctional family? Okay. Hey, if you feel better doing that, fantastic. But I needed to buck that trend. And this reminded me so much of that, that Netflix series starring, what's it? Chris Evans. Not Netflix. It was on HBO Plus, some kind of HBO thing. and. It was something about his father was a killer, right, in the series. And so his son ended up potentially committing a crime. So they were like, ooh, he has the gene of his, of his grandpa. That's so unfair, right? But we do see things happening. If we say, okay, mass shooting in America, okay, white kid, primarily this is what it's always is. Don't get mad at me. This is what it is in America, okay? White kid, what happened? Bullied. Where's his father? Beat the hell out of him. Mother, burn the hell out of him. It all fine, you know, it all happens and it's all like conjoined together. So me, I made that decision to commit to a growth mindset when I found out about the secret back in 2007. Didn't know what the hell it meant. Just realized that I was in control of everything. And I committed to that. Like regardless of my circumstances and everything on the outside, when I saw things happening in the household when I was younger, I looked at my parents. I said, man, y'all some y'all two crazy ass people. I know not what to do when I grow up, you know, because they, they would just scream at the top of their lungs going bananas at each other. I'm like, how did you guys even I'm grateful that you guys conceived me. But how did that even happen? Looking at the actions right before my eyes. And so. When when uh, and what I'm trying to say here is, if you're judged based off what family you come from, fuck, like no one's gonna win. <laughs> okay, so if we look at someone who has a mother who's a lawyer, a father who's a doctor, okay, and you say, yep, yep, that's it. He's a wonderful person. Next, you know that person ends up being a total douchebag, a total piece of like a just complete shit. So are we going to blame the parents? Oh, we're not going to hold them accountable. We're going to just hold the child accountable. But then you're not. But then you're going to hold the child accountable if they come from a, a family background that's a little bit dilapidated. And I know this from experience and to top off this podcast because I had great help from someone. Two heavy conservatives and realized they were like Trump, all this. I'm not even going to get into that. I'm like, oh, get away from me. Uh, but they helped me in terms of me getting to university. They really helped me out, like with college going to Arizona and stuff uh, back in 2006. And, you know, they would always ask me, what do your parents do? I'm like, well, my mom does this. Haven't heard from my father in about, well, at the time, probably about five years. You know, 
but they didn't hold that. They didn't say, hey, Dominique, don't talk to him. He comes from a family, a bad family background. They didn't do that. They didn't do that, right? And so, but they did. If I look at their family, they had one son that was a vigilante. He hated everything. He was against all his family's values. He was the absolute outcast for years. So sometimes if you judge a family or judge someone based on their family and you don't look at your own family, she can say, oh, man, I did have some problems. My aunt, she's successful. New York. My grandma, beautiful, lovely, straight out of San Juan, Puerto Rico. And so would I say, well, I took after them. I didn't take after anyone. I bucked the trend. I said, you know what? <laughs> Guys, nah, I'm good. I'm good. And I told myself back in 2017, 2016, 2015, although my mother, she's still on my Facebook. I love her dearly, man. I hope and wish her all the best health in the world. Love her. My aunt, my grandma, they've always been that supporting drive, sending me messages saying, hey, you know, from from New York, Auntie Abigail, grandma, we wish you the best. We see you're doing great. Love them, right? And I knew that this moment would come, that I would end up elevating and taking that big step and end up doing an amazing, just having an amazing and profound effect on society in general. And once that happened, that door from the past had always been closed. And sometimes, you know, back in 2017, people tried sneaking into my inbox for my family. No, we're not family. I bucked the trend. I'm starting a new generation of my name. That buck is not associated with the past failures of the Buck family. Santana, no problem. I love that. I love that because Santana, that's like a Puerto Rican name. You know what I mean? So, and my grand, my grand, well, I don't know. My grandpa, my, mother, my mom's like, I don't really know much about him. Um, But I am not associated with the failures and what people may perceive failures of my family or my family tree. You must judge me based on my character and what I've done in my body of work. And if you cannot do that, then all the best to you. That's the way I see it. If I if we sit at a table and I'm talking to someone, they say, hey, uh, what is your fan? You know, your mom. I don't know. I think she just she works. Yeah, she just works. OK, uh, your father gone, been gone. Brother. Can't, well, it's not that I can't stand him. He really hates me because I'm a success. But other than that, uh, I think he has a daughter now. But the woman who has two other children with another guy, not going to judge. Hey, it is what it is. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he's happy. Oldest sister, don't know. Youngest sister, don't know. Why are you detached from your family? Because I'm nothing like them. I have a growth mindset. And I believe that I can create my life. They believe that life was created by maybe a higher being and they believe that the circumstances are what they are and they can't do anything to control them or change them. I had to change that. I didn't want to be part of that misery. I'm company. I'm not joining misery. Company is going to join more company. That's going to spur him onto company to think what his lifelong purpose and assignment and what he wants to achieve in life and the profound effect that he wants to have across millions of people around the world. That's the route I decided to take. The other route, <laughs> I wanted no part of that. So people, in saying that, 
your family, your circumstances, everything that has happened to you, it could be undone with one choice. And you got to make that choice today. I get it. You know, I was called the N-word plenty of times. I'm from America. Okay, this is America. That's America. But that, I was called that, but am I that? No. All those circumstances has nothing to do with me. Has to do with the race, the, the, the mindsets and the perceptions of other people who live through a monolithic perception of life. Okay, out here in Thailand, you guys know all the stories. Don't give a damn. Ew, you're black. I don't like black men. Cool. You know, Muhammad Ali said it, uh, and when you know, after he had won the title against Sonny Liston, I believe he was in Louisville, Kentucky, sat in a restaurant. <clears throat> a white man came up to him, Sorry, we don't serve Negroes. He said, Well, I don't eat Negroes either. Get me the menu. Couldn't eat at that restaurant because he's black. Did he take it personal? No, he knew that that's the world that that individual comes from, and that's all it again, it's all about empathy. Damn, I can't sit here because I'm black? Where do you come from? And I ask questions and I try to put myself in their shoes. Yikes. I'm grateful that my mom gave me the freedom to think and the free will to do whatever I want. Bless my mother's soul. Love her. Some people, they don't have that. But you can make a choice right here, right now. So with that being said, people, thanks for tuning into this video. That's all I got for today. Over and out.